So it's Vision Sunday today, guys, and uh, we love sharing what God is um, going to breathe on our church this year. You might have heard that we've talked a little bit about the year of the party. 2019 is the year of the party. We've started introducing that a little bit already with a bit of dance parties, especially on our Sunday nights, which is pretty cool. Uh, but we just really believe that there's so much that we have to celebrate. God's done incredible things for us, both as a church and in our personal lives. So why not like have a theme of a whole year of let's party, let's celebrate, uh, let's focus on the good things God has done. And um, there's stacks of this sort of stuff in the Bible. The scripture God gave me a couple of weeks ago uh, was out of Psalm 81. It says, let the celebration begin. I didn't go looking for this. It just came up in my weekly, daily quiet time. All right. (laughs) Let the celebration begin. I will sing with drum accompaniment and with the sweet sound of the harp. Anyone? No, we don't have a harp. And the guitar strumming. Yeah, we've got that as well. Yeah, the, come on. Go ahead, blow the Jubilee trumpet. Anyone? No? John, you used to do trumpet. <laughs> to begin the feast, blow it before every joyous celebration and festival. I'll tell you why. For God has given us these seasons of joy. God has given us these seasons of joy, days that the God of Jacob decreed for us to celebrate and rejoice. He has given these feasts, that's going to be happening too, to remind remind us of his triumph over Egypt, all the triumphs he's done for us when he went out to wage war against them. He said, I heard the message in an unknown tongue as he said to me, I have removed your backbreaking burdens and have freed your hands from the hard labor and toil. I like the sound of that too. Freed us from the hard breaking burdens. Oh, there's so much to celebrate what God has done for us uh, in our church. We've been here for 20 seven years uh, and he's done so much and we just need to stop and celebrate that and just focus on uh, reflecting back and looking forward to what he's going to do and in the lives of men and women you might be sitting here today and God has really touched your life he's changed things and we hear story after story of transformed lives maybe you haven't experienced that but that's what our church is for so you can come in and experience the love of God and we celebrate every single time that someone chooses to follow God because that's what he wants, not to be separated from any single person, but to be restored in relationship with him. So we're going to party about that. Does that mean that every prayer gets answered? Does that mean that this year there's going to be no problems in our lives? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that we can celebrate despite that, despite our prayers not being answered, despite uh, not seeing, you know, encountering or facing challenges in our lives. We can choose to live above that and celebrate regardless. I read another scripture, or just came to me, I think, during the week in Ecclesiastes. There's a season for everything a time and a purpose for every activity under heaven. It says a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. So like we've had the grieving and we've had the crying at different times and maybe that'll pop through. But this year there's a time to laugh and a time to dance. All right, that's what our vision for this year is. We're going to laugh. Laughter is so good for the soul. It is, a, I mean, they say laughter is the best medicine. Well, that's scriptural as well. The scripture, it says, a joyful heart is good like a medicine. It's cathartic. It's really good for us. And that's what I see for us this year. That, you know, in the parting, in the dancing, in the celebration, we see freedom. 
We see us getting liberated. You know, we can become, as Christians, as a church, we can come become a little conservative, a little bit religious. We're not about that. Not here. Not at C3 Church. We're not about that at all. We're about celebration. We're about the joy. We're about dancing and laughing and having fun and feasting. And that's going to be so liberating for us. Some of us, you know, might need to brush off a few cobwebs. Someone last week at, at Leaders Big Day I hadn't danced for 10 years. No, no, we can't become like that. We can't, we're not religious. We're spiritual, absolutely. We're spiritual in our church, but we're not religious. We don't do things for religious sake. We're all about life and life to the full. That's what God wants for each and every one of us. Amen. Hey, come on. It's the year of the party. There's freedom. There's healing, you know, that, be, that brings emotional healing as well um, because you just, oh, you open up and you soften a little and you find yourself as you step into that, things just wash off you. You get just healing come into you, you get into a freer place. And that's what we see for this year. We see feasting. We do see feasting, not fasting, not this year. We see feasting and we see it, doing it with our neighbours and our friends and into our community, inviting people over that might never have been into a church or hung around with Christians. But we see feasting happening this year as we're praying and believing to grow this church and more people coming into relationship with God. We see feasting happening in 2019. Amen. It's so good. Oh, I just see people leaning into God and in worship becoming, you know, so engaged because you just, oh, there's this party, there's this life, there's this joy. And I just want to worship God. I want to give Him all the glory. I just want to be thankful and say, God, you are so good. You've done so much for us. You've got so much, so much in our life. And that's for our church. And that's for you personally, as you come and embrace. Yeah, I'm going for it. Going for this year of the party. I might come on some Sunday nights and go hang around for the after party and kick back a little bit and kick off my shoes and have a little dance and oh, embarrass ourselves. That's okay. <laughs> like we need to take dancing lessons. Hey, we just need to do something on the side so we don't embarrass ourselves. We did like the floss last Sunday night and it was not that great, all right, but some people can do it. And it like, let's just release them and get amongst it anyway. That's all right. <laughs> so in a moment, I'm going to um, just invite John up. He's going to come and bring the vision for 2019. It's going to be so exciting. He is such a visionary. I love living with him because it's like vision. I see what I see, what I see. And he prays. You know, he had his birthday yesterday. Thank you for your beautiful singing. That was gorgeous, guys. And you know what he asked for for a birthday present? A framed scripture. A framed scripture of saying uh, that I would be a representative of the people and bring them before, to, before God. You guys. Bring you guys before God. That's the scripture that he wanted. He has such a heart and love for you. And he is a visionary. He's a great leader. Would you stand to your feet? Welcome up. John Pierce. Whoa, come on. Fantastic. Good morning, C3. You guys are on fire. Why don't we give Jesus a great clap and praise today? Lord, we love you. We worship you. Your church, your people, your Sunshine Coast, we glorify you. You're magnificent in all that you do. We're so grateful to you, Lord. And everybody said, amen. You three people a high five and grab your seat. Put your seatbelt on, get ready to rock the house. I tell you, 
How many, welcome to those who are online, it's great to have you with us. How many dancers do we have in the house? How many people are like, I've got some pretty good moves? Okay, come on, I'm seeing some, all right. I've got, I've got like one good move, that's it. And I'm not, uh, uh, and last week they tried to, I don't know if you've seen this thing called the floss, all right? It's just last week on Sunday night, because I've made a, a commitment that I'm going to embarrass myself all through the year dancing, just, just for the whole sake of the party. It's just this really weird dance move, and your hips got to go one way, and then you've got to do this. It's like, like that, and then, then you go that way, and then you go like that. And it's so, it's so uncoordinated. It's just... So I'm just, I think, I just think, and I know it's the 8.30, but I saw enough dancers in here to help us. So oh, if we just, uh, where did Sienna go? Where did Sienna go? Because she's good at this. Sienna, she's, okay, Hope, great. Come on up here. Excellent. Excellent. Come on up here, Hope. So all we're just going to do one click what, with the drums, just, just to, to the beat. Like, it'll be just like, boom. No, no, it'll be like, boom, boom, boom. Boom. Okay, now not just me, you're all going to do this. Stand up, stand up. So just one, we'll do it slow, Dave, just a bass drum. Just give us a, so just what are we doing here, Hope? Hands out to the side, just really slow. Okay, there, there we go, and then our hips. There we go, and then, there we go. Back, I'm a bit faster now. Okay. Faster. Come on. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Keep going. You go. Well done. Thank you, David. All right. Turn to your neighbor and say you're either a horrible dancer or a great dancer, depending on how they went. But at least there's room for improvement. Come on. There's room for improvement in the house here today. We're going to get you dancing. If it's your first time in church, yeah, we really are that bad at dancing, but we're going to get better. I'm almost out of breath from like 25 seconds of the, the bad floss. That's just terrible. Hey, you know, uh, we've, we've got a Sunshine Coast celebrity in the house today. Deborah Knight, I met you earlier, and Deborah is the Sunshine Coast Citizen of the Year. Stand up, Deborah. Give her a big clap. Great to have you here. Deborah's come along with, with uh, Tom and uh, Sandy Lou. She's the Gateway Care. It's something that Tom started, and it feeds 4,000 families across the Sunshine Coast, 1,000 a week with low-cost groceries. And Deborah's been in a leadership role since 2009. Congratulations. A very well-deserving citizen of the year. You wanted to sneak in under the radar, but uh, you didn't, so... Uh, it's awesome to have you. Can you put the hands together for the band? You've done a great job. Well done, band. I just feel like there's someone going to be talking to your neighbor and go, Dolores, I put my hip out doing that thing. <laughs> uh, awesome. It's Vision Sunday. It's the year of the party. And, uh, you know, last year at this time, God gave me a phrase for our church that, this, uh, that 2018 would be our biggest year ever. And, and so and we've just said that all, all the way through the year. We prophesied it's going to be our BYE, and in so many ways it was. Our church is the largest we've ever been in our history as of, as of today. Uh, we've got the most groups uh, and participation in groups in our history, but the, the most people, uh, the, the most gifts.
giving into our vision builders as a church, just lots of great records. We started a Good Friday service and doubled our expectation on the day. We've broken all these records. It's just 2018 was a great year. Uh, that we, we had 406 people make a decision to follow Christ from kids right through all different ages, which is phenomenal. Come into a relationship with God. Uh, if you're here today and you've, you're not in a relationship with God, we'd love you. They're not just numbers. They're individual people who have got a story. And so many of them, out of that connection with God, lives have been transformed. And I'd love to help you uh, build your relationship with God. Uh, we had 62 people be water baptized. Both of those two sets, uh, those numbers were just the second biggest that we've ever had in the history of our church. So we, we set some goals and we, we almost got there. Biggest year ever, very, very good days. And as we come out of that, uh, God's really spoken two things uh, to Danielle and I about 2019, two things. The first one is to call it the year of the party, and we've already talked about that. And I'm going to explain that a little bit more this morning, why and the reasoning and what's behind that. That's the first thing he said. And then last week, he spoke to me very clearly and said that 2019 is going to be a breakout year for our church. It's going to be a breakout year. Now, I don't fully understand what that means yet. I, I have, I have some, a sense of it. I have a, a feeling that it's going to be a year where God hits the fast forward button for our church, where we see accelerated growth, increased miracles, and unprecedented salvations and baptisms as a church. That's my feeling for us. My prayer for you is, and I'm praying for you regularly, is that it will be your breakout year, where, God, where you see God give you the desires of your heart, that you see long long prayed prayers answered in 2019 where you see supernatural favor pour out in your life and if you're walking through a valley right now that God walks strongly through you to bring you out of that in triumph and victory and it's a breakout year for you and for me this whole idea of the year of the party began in November where the Lord began to speak to me out of a scripture and I want to read it to us today. This is November last year as God began to stir in us a theme for this coming year. And it's a story about Jesus with one of his disciples who was called Levi or his alternative name was Matthew. He became one of Jesus' disciples. He was a tax collector, which basically meant he ripped off all his, all his friends and family uh, to give money to the Romans. He was very unpopular and would usually skim money off the top for themselves so they were wealthy but hated. And so Jesus invited Levi to come and follow him to be one of his inner core disciples and he came to follow him and then we pick it up in Mark chapter 2 verse 15. It says, later Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. I just love that little brackets moment. There was lots of those people. Other versions of the Bible call it the notorious ones. Jesus had lots of notorious people. When you went to Jesus' church, you looked around the room and you're like, didn't think I'd see you in church. Seen you in the newspapers, didn't think you'd be here. Didn't think you'd be welcomed into a place like this with Jesus. That, 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 was, that was the vibe that was going on. And when the, the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? Delightful, delightful men of the cloth. Basically, why are you eating with those scumbags? They're, they're sinners and tax collectors. You should be hanging out with we, the religious crowds. And Jesus heard this and he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, 
Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Can I just tell you very clearly that we're not building a church here primarily for Christians. We're not building a church here to get people to leave other churches and come to this church as our primary role. We're not even building a church here, if you're a Christian, to make it primarily all about you or me. We're building a church for the sick, for those who don't know God, whose lives are messed up, who need an answer. That's what we're building this church for. So once when John's disciples, the Pharisees, were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, well, why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Fasting is abstaining for food from food and just drinking liquids normally. Uh, and Jesus replied, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Hello. Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them. But someday, and Jesus is referring to himself as the groom for the church one day, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. He's there for three and a half years. Now note this, Jesus did fast. He did a 40-day fast where he didn't even drink water. Okay, so he's not against fasting. He practiced that himself personally. But he's in this season. It's a transition season. He talks about it here. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth. I've got my party shirt on today. It's my birthday shirt. Better to wear my birthday shirt than my birthday suit, my wife told me today. All right. Because who would just keep moving along, just to ignore that? Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth if you put a patch on it because it was old, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. The idea with wine skins were made of leather or animal skins and you'd pour new wine into it and as it fermented over time the, the wine skin would stretch and stretch and stretch and uh, as the wine um, got better and better and then it would come to a point where the wine was great the skin was there but it's now hard and not flexible so if you tipped all the wine out and you put new wine in there as it fermented again it would cause there to be more stretching but that old wine would no longer be supple and flexible the wine skin would break and the new new wine would be lost that's the that's the illustration he's saying when you're doing new wine the reason Jesus says this he says the bridegroom's with you there's a three and a half year window where there's a transition from the old testament to the new testament from the old covenant to the new covenant from people being under law to now people being under grace from people having to follow rules and now from people having to receive a savior there's a transition period where now I'm going to pour out new wine a new way of doing things a new way of thinking a new way of doing church so I'm pouring it out and in the transition season baby no need to fast it's like a it's like a bridal party because you've got the groom with you you'll fast again one day and we fasted in the past and it was all part of God's plan but he's saying it's there's some things that we're not going to do when we come into this season and God began to speak to me out of this scripture. I was uh, reading some notes about the last five years of our church, and we've done a lot of fasting. 
uh, in the end of 2013, uh, God began was speaking to me for our church that in 2014 that we would have a 365-day fast. What that meant is that for the whole of the year, someone in our church would cover one day in fasting and pray for one hour for a range of different things, for people of the Sunshine Coast, for our future facilities and land breakthrough, all sorts of different things. And every day of 2014, including Christmas Day, someone in our church fasted. Some days there was 10, 15 people fasting. We covered the whole year in fasting. Then we, when, then we just said, let's do that again in 2015, another year where every day this church is, is breaking through in the Spirit in fasting. Uh, then we got into 20, 2016 and we had seasons of prayer and fasting. We'd do 10 days here and 10 days there. 2017, we had two lots of 10 days of fasting. We began our early morning prayer meetings as a church. As again, we'd meet at 6.15 and 100 people would gather here to pray to see God break through for us. In 2017, we had our 20. 24-7 prayer meeting. That meant for 24, da- 24 hours, for seven days, someone was praying for every hour through the night over a whole week. And literally hundreds of people got on board to get up in the middle of the night or to pick an hour and to pray for breakthrough in our church. Then last year, we took it to another level. <sighs> Uh, we, we had a 40 days of prayer, okay, 40, so four 10-day periods of prayer meetings and, 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 uh, and, and, and all night of prayer we did in 2018 for the second time, 2016 for the first time, an all night of prayer. Uh, we, we had nights of worship, nights of prayer. Last year was an amazing. We had two of those 10-day periods with fasting, and uh, it, was, it was like a crazy period of breakthrough. We had a prophet called David McCracken come to our church and told us that 2018 would be the birthing of a new era for our church not a new season not a new day not a new chapter but a new era for our church the third era of our church we had the pioneering era under our original pastors then we've had the last 18 years with pastor daniel and i and that's been there's been an era in that and and here we are we're birthing a new era the last era under our leadership was about laying foundations and warfare The last era was about clearly establishing our vision to build a church where Jesus is glorified and lives are transformed. And that vision is clear and strong and built into the fabric of our church. The last era was to clarify and strengthen the values and the culture of our church, a soul-winning, disciple-making, supernatural church who lives beyond ourselves. That, That again is in the foundations. We've broken through spiritually in so many ways. We've seen literally thousands of people come to Christ and have their lives transformed. Many of in churches all over the world some of you watching online right now we've learned how to warfare and we've learned how to fast we understand the power of being a front-footed declarative church who prophetically calls things into being we've broken through in the spirit and we've broken the spirit of control and intimidation a ceiling on our church and a stronghold of over the region of the sunshine coast we've broken through in the spirit realm for our church land we found church land over a period of few few years and in, in prayer last year particularly, I could take you to a couple of specific moments where we broke through things in the spirit realm, where we're able to say, I'm able to say with confidence that we're going to sell our land at Rainforest Drive for $5 million. We'll purchase Power Road for $8 million. We're going to build a 10 to $12 million facilities debt-free for the glory of God. I'm able to say it with confidence that we've already broken through spiritually for those things. So now in terms for our church, our land miracles done in the spirit. So we're moving into a deeper place of faith than, than faith. And it's keeping that faith alive, but we're going into a, into a season of trust. 
So it's no longer a breakthrough issue. It's a trust issue and a timing issue. It's done. We're just going to trust God for the timing. The prophecy that started this whole journey off from Vicki Simpson said simply this, that God is holding it off for a reason and a season. And so I believe, here's the thing I've learned with God, we can break through in the Spirit, but we can't determine the, the, the moments and the timing in God's plan that makes sense to Him. So we're moving into a trust era. We've broken through. And this, this, is, this is the great thing. Where if last year was the birthing of a new era, that means we're in a new era. No more birthing, no more... I won't do that's my last birthing thing. I won't even do anymore. I'm not even going to pretend. No more labor. We're in a new era. It's time for the celebration of the birth of last year and a new era. That means for our new era, we're going to have a new name. This church in our first era was called the Way of the Sea Christian Church. That was our first name. Uh, then we became, we became under our leadership uh, Christian City Church or then C3 Kiwana Waters. But now we're moving into a new era where we're going to need a name that's not just le restricted to Kiwana Waters, but it's, it's able to be work across multiple locations across Australia. We're believing for 10 locations. We need a name that captures the sense of our unique call that God has on our church. So as of today, our new name is C3 Powerhouse. That's who we are, and that's our church. Good morning, C3 Powerhouse. Welcome to the house of God, a place of miracles and transformation. That's awesome. I love it. So over the next few weeks, you'll begin to see changes of signage and social media and websites, etc. I shared with my boot camp that we're changing the name and just to get their feedback. It was awesome. None of them thought it was churchy. One said, it's a gym. I said, awesome, it's a gym for your soul. Another said, it sounds like a club. I'm like, absolutely, they'll be dancing, you should come. I just had a, it's sort of the, the concepts. It opened up conversation. No one really, not many people out there expect God to be real and to be powerful in his church. And for people who are new age and looking for power, come to the place where the true power is, where God's power is flowing here at C3 Powerhouse. So now it's time to party. The birthing's finished. We're celebrating a new day. We will not stop uh, front-footed prayer, but the, the, the main focus of that will be for people to come into a relationship with God. People who are spiritually lost, we will intercede for. We will cry out to God for. We will never stop doing that. It's our true north. But now it's time to learn how to party. We don't want to be like the older brother in the story of the prodigal son when his father uh, threw a great party for his son. The older brother came home and said, What's that sound? I've never had a party. We don't want to be the religious ones who have forgotten how to celebrate and party uh, the way Jesus was actually criticized more than anything else for his eating and drinking with sinners. That would be a good criticism of our church. Oh, that, that church, they just party all the time. Yeah, we do. Come on. All right. So we're going to learn how to dance more. We're going to learn how to laugh more. We're going to party and celebrate for three different things. And I'm going to share these with you. And then I'm going to share an epiphany that I've had that affects us together. All right. The, the first, the three things that we're focusing on in our parties is one, we're partying to celebrate past victories and breakthroughs. So many lives have been transformed in this church. So many people have met Christ. So many marriages have been restored. God has done magnificent things, and we're going to party for the things that He's done that we've already seen. We're going to celebrate what's happened in the Spirit that we haven't yet seen, but we're going to have praise parties and praise God for what's done, and it's just a matter of timing. 
the, the, the breakthrough that's here is us. We're, gonna, we're moving forward. We're, we're, uh, so we're partying to celebrate the victories. Number two is we're going to party to include lost people. When, we, when I use the expression lost people, it's not people who don't know their way around. Uh, Jesus used the expression. It's people who have just been lost in their relationship with God. They're lost to their father who, who, that, who they need to connect to. And so when we talk about lost people, it's people who are, who are disconnected from God. And, and we're going to have parties in 2019 to include the lost. Uh, the reason we're going to do this uh, is, is, as I said, it was one of Jesus' great criticisms. You, t- you look at his life, he, he, he went out with Zacchaeus, he went out with tax collectors. Everywhere he went, Jesus had meals and parties with, with those who were inside, his disciples, and also those who were outside. So we're going to have what I'd like to call inclusion parties. Instead of, we'll have three lots of seven days of prayer this year as a church where we'll gather and we'll pray. But instead of praying and fasting, what we'll encourage us to do is to pray and feast. We're going to invite all of our groups during the week, that week of prayer where we pray together to have some kind of social event with with our our friends who don't go to church and just meet and connect and hang out and dance. It might be barbecues. It might be picnics at the park. It it could be be cards nights. It could be food exchange nights, whatever it is. But we're going to encourage us as a church to make sure that we're eating meals and celebrating with people who we're praying to come to Christ, people who we're praying for. Uh, that'll be three times throughout the year. Then in our Sunday services, we're going to make room. And if you've been on a Sunday night, you'll realize that we've created quite an after-party vibe on a Sunday night in our service. And we're going to have some deliberate moments this year where we're going to have parties to include our friends who don't normally come to church. We might have an international day and, a, and lunch after our morning service will be all sorts of international food. Maybe we'll have some hungies over here and some Indian food over there. And I'd love, it would be really awesome if people wore their international uh, the, the international outfit i just want to see uh robert anderson wear his kilt again that he's that he wore when his daughter uh he gave his daughter away i love this i'd love to celebrate all the diversity that we have in our church but include people to be together in the house here so we're going to have parties to include the lost and then we're going to have parties to celebrate the lost being found i love this uh this is the, the bible says that there's more joy in heaven when one person who's not in relationship with God, comes out of being lost to God and comes back into relationship. The Bible says, and heaven's a joyful place, but there's more joy in heaven over that one moment. I would like to think for our church that the greatest, the pinnacle of joy, the pinnacle of celebration is not when someone gets healed, as magnificent as that is. It's not when someone has a good experience and feels God and and gets a quiver in their liver, as good as that is. It's not when someone falls over, but it's this moment when someone who is away from God comes back to God, comes into a relationship with Him, gets water baptized to publicly say, I'm going to go all the way in my relationship with God. To me, that's the pinnacle moment. I read this scripture recently in Luke chapter 15, 24, 25. It's talking about the the father and his son who returned back home. It says, For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he has found. And so the party 
began. Come on, so the party began. The oldest son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. Come on, there was so much dancing, the floors were bouncing. He could hear it from outside. Otherwise, how are you going to hear dancing? People are like, whoa, yeah, it's just a celebration. The music's playing. Wouldn't that be awesome as people walk up the street? They, what is that sound? Oh, it's the sound of music and dancing. It's the sound of the house of God. It's the sound of celebration. I want to invite you every two months on a Sunday night, we have a water baptism service. I would love to f- that this place would be packed with us coming together to celebrate the greatest victory. People who have made a decision to follow Christ, having, uh, getting baptized and part of, their, part of our culture is to celebrate that moment. It's a highlight moment for our church. So that means to facilitate the year of the party and particularly the inclusion parties that we're going to do at a church we're just going to tweak something together right now okay we're going to tweak uh, our service times oh how does this affect me okay now we're listening now we're listening all right so because what we want to particularly be able to do on a Sunday is have, is have um, not just Sunday night after parties, but have after church parties uh, on a Sunday. And at the moment, the crossover, that 30-minute crossover is fantastic. There's people coming and going and celebrating. But by the time we get to 12 or 12.15, a lot of people are just ready to go and go home for lunch. And, and the place uh, uh, kind of evacuates quite quickly. Now, here's what I believe. I believe that a lot of people that we're going to reach will feel more comfortable coming to the second service because they've had a big night on Sunday night or Saturday night. So the idea of coming to an 8.30 service doesn't kind of go with my lifestyle. It will for some, but for many it won't. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring our our 10.30 service forward half an hour to 10 o'clock. I can see everyone's doing the maths right now. Okay, we're going to bring it forward. It'll, be, it'll still be an hour and a half. It'll be 10 to 11.30. And then if we're going to have a big car park barbecue or whatever we're going to do as an inclusion party, uh, those who come to the first service will be able to go have a coffee if you want and come back for the party, all right, and, and join us for lunch. What that means is the this, uh, this 7.30 service, joking, joking. <laughs> Uh, the 8.30 service is going to move by only 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So the 7.30, oh, oh, fine, 15 minutes. Okay. It's going to be at 8.15. It'll be, it'll be a slightly shorter service. It'll go for an hour and a quarter. It'll be done by 9.30. Okay. And then we'll, we've got the same half an hour kickoff and then 10 o'clock. Now, I believe this. For some people, that service, some people who are part of the church and many who are outside the church, an hour and a quarter early morning service. I'm a busy exec. I work 10 days. I work 10 days a week. I work six days a week. I want to come in the morning and then spend the rest of the day with my family. For many people we're trying to reach, that will work for them. I believe the 10 o'clock will be, will be a perfect service for many people, and especially as we add the party factor after that service and then the night will be six o'clock so you can you can you know here's the thing you don't have to come to any particular service you, you can come to whatever you like one week you can come to the 8 15 the next the 10 the next the six it's it's have at it you can come to all three you can come to two you can come to one just come to one though please uh, it will help you on a sunday so that will be on the first week sunday of march we're going to be kicking off that slight tweak okay that slight tweak and as, and then what will happen for live streamers as our services will be at 10 the 10 o'clock will be the the service that we telecast uh, around the world rather than the 8 30 does that make sense we're doing good all right let me talk to you about my epiphany okay about my epiphany you see 
if we really are a church who exists for the lost, if we really are an organization whose ultimate call is beyond the family that we have who are members of this church, and we've got a wonderful church family, then we, we need to continually reevaluate things through the grid of well, what does it look like to, to be reaching the ones God's called us to be. See, at our size as a church of about 1,100 people, it's quite easy just to sit back and go, oh, well, we're comfortable. There are needs to meet. There's, there's, there's family to, to celebrate. There, there are challenges that we're facing that we need to help each other through. And all of that is very true. And we can quite easily be, fall into the trap of becoming a pastoral family church where it's all about my needs and I, go, and I come to church on Sunday and I go to a group who help me get through life and we stop it at that. Now that's a very important part of who we are but there's a deeper call on this church. It's a call to be an apostolic church. It's a call for, to help you find the gift that God's placed in you so that you can operate in that gift so that we can be all that we can be as a church. If we don't help you discover your gift, you'll never fulfill your potential as a Christian. And if you don't fulfill that gift and use that gift within the house of God, we'll never fulfill our potential as a church. Because we exist not for ourselves, but there's a mission and a call on our church to reach people beyond the walls of our church. We're always going to exist to reach lost people. So then, so then as we've been thinking about that and, and, and thinking about this, this place and breaking through for our land, th th this thought's come to me that we've been living in a temporary mode. Temporary mode is this. One day, we're going to break through. We're going to build nationally awesomeness facilities for our church on Powell Road, and it's going to be incredible. And we're living in there. And, and even in, the, the, in the, the building decisions that we've made, we're so often prioritized. Well, we, we can put up with that because one day we're going to have this. We can make do with that because one day we're going to have this. Now, I don't know if you've ever done up a house to sell your house. Danielle and I have. And we, we did our house up a number of years ago and we, we, we painted and renovated and got new carpets and, and did all the landscaping ready to sell. And when we got to it ready to sell, we looked at each other and go, this place is awesome. We should just buy it. It's amazing. Because it looked so transformed from what it was because we had a reason to do it up and the reason wasn't for family. The reason was for future. And so there's this sense for us that we're, we're, you know, what we've got here as a facility, it's now that we've been here for 13 or 14 years. And, and it's quite good, but it's not cutting edge. It, it, there, there, there are many people who have sacrificed and you're like, I can see the walls that I put up personally or the, the things that I've built. And, and there's, been, there's such for me a sense of appreciation of what we've done and where we've come from and the sacrifice to get us to here. But I'm starting to think, hang on a minute, we've got to think differently. You see, the Sunshine Coast is in an upgrade period right now. The plaza's upgrading. The, the Kiwana shops have upgraded. There's new movie theaters everywhere. There's excellence wherever you go. And people are used to walking in. People of the Sunshine Coast are used to walking into excellence. They're used to walking into a place that's wow. And so if they were to walk in, into this place for us, well, there's a sense that, well, it's, it's for family and it's pretty good and there's a wow component of it, but actually we've got a bit worn. We got a bit tired. The carpet 
needs something to happen to it. There's a, there's a number of different things. And out of this epiphany, I thought about the, 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 the party that we threw for our son's 21st last year. And we got ready for about 70 people to come that would feed for his 21st. And suddenly, when it's not just about your own family, but it's a lot of visitors, you start to look at things differently. Oh, we better put some bark chips on the garden. We better weed. We better fix that broken toilet paper roller that is okay for family, but if there's a lot of visitors here, we better upgrade that. Uh, you know, we, we, we better change that, that, that gate that doesn't open, that you've got to put your mouth that certain way just to make it open, and we know about it, but no one else is going to know about it. We should fix that thing where the little kids can fall off the, the edge of the stairway, because we don't have little kids anymore, but the people who are coming are going to have little kids. And we had to get out of the zone. If it's just about family, this building's awesome. But it's not just about family, it's about people that we're going to reach and about an excellence that will blow their socks off and help them open up their hearts to God. And so we've, with that thought and that epiphany as Danielle and I have been having to get out of temporary mode, you see, if, if we sign for the land today, best case scenario, two years before we would move into facilities, more likely three if we sign today. I don't know when we're going to sign. It could be five years till we move in to the facilities in Power Road. And so I've, we've got to shift out of the temporary mode and to get into the wow mode now. And so then, then Danielle, we're starting to get like, okay, well, what are we, just, what are we putting up with? What are, what are we accepting because we're, th we're living in temporary mode? And so we began to think about a range of things. We, we, we thought about the, the MPZ where our kids and our youth meet and our youth is going off and our kids are doing such a great job. But, but if you walk into that building, there's rough edges here and it's all awkward in terms of shape and add-ons and different things. And it's just not wow. If you walk into great kids' facilities on the Sunshine Coast, they're here. You walk into ours, it's probably here. Christ is a little bit better. You walk into this auditorium, and I realize for many of you, uh, when the worship's on, you can't see the worship leader. And it's very hard to worship and be led into worship because I've gone up the back. I'm like, oh, the floor's so low. And, 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 and so, so we're like, we want to make this a great worship experience for everybody who comes. We need to change the room. So we're going to lift the stage up by about that much. Uh, we're going to get better sound gear into the, the kids and youth facilities and get a little bit of an upgrade. Uh, we're going to put in auditorium, uh, stadium seating around the outside of this church. So, so that pretty much wherever you see, there won't be, it'll be like Lang Park. There won't be a bad seat in the house. That's what we're going for, right? Or there'll be an auditorium seat. Now, he, here's the thing. That means there'll be fixed chairs. That means that there'll be about 450 or so chairs in the auditorium that are fixed. And as someone has been provoking me for 12 months, saying to me, we can believe for $8 million land in a miracle, wouldn't it be good to believe that God could fill some empty seats in our church? Wouldn't it be good to redirect our faith now that we've broken through on that to getting seats that get filled in the house in every service that we have? Do we get to a point where we've got to do more services? Wouldn't that be good? Uh, we're going to pull the tiles up in the foyer and we're going to get concrete polished concrete in the foyer we're going to uh, we're looking to air con the foyer uh, we want, we're running out of office space during the week so it's going to become like a free-flowing office cafe kind of vibe in the foyer uh, rather than getting third degree sunburn every time you come to church and stand outside we're looking to put some sails out over, over there uh, i know that that got a, a quite a rousing reception we're going to put an led screen up across the front here that will be that will uh, for some of you are like what's an led 
East Green. I don't really care. But there will be people who will come to church and just the excellence and wow will open up their heart because that's what they're used to. We're going uh, to get our signage upgraded. We're going to get a, a large LED TV screen on the back of a trailer that can sit out in the roundabout and a range of different signage so that people actually know where we are. The Ministry of Signs and Wonders. Uh, get some new signage on the building. Uh, as part of the preparation for our future, we've made a decision to, to, to really invest in developing leaders in the culture of our church. We need to get ready for what God's about to do. It's a breakout year, and we need to invest in leaders in our church. And we're bringing uh, a guy called Mac Lake from the U.S., and we're entering into a 12-month consulting period for him to help us get a, what's called a leadership pipeline, where we can just invest and invest in more and more leaders and upskill in that that's an investment in the future for us and then at the same time this year uh, we're wanting to spend some money on our church plant in Melbourne C3 powerhouse Melbourne East so to do that and all of those things I've just talked about some of you are sitting there going okay you're quick you know what's going to happen now okay we were praying about this the other day as an executive team and as a board team as we pray together regularly over the church. And we, I just shared this vision, this epiphany that God had given us to not wait until one day, but to now go for it. And as we we're praying for it, man, I, the, the presence of God came out and I got so excited. And the Holy Spirit just said, I want you to renovate for revival. I want you, and I don't use the word revival. It's not in my language. I'm, I'm more likely to say a move of God. I, knew it's, I know it's the Holy Spirit. I want you to renovate this building for revival. At the end of the day, a lot of the stuff we'll be able to take with us. But if we don't, it's okay. We'll probably bless another church who comes in behind. But if it's the facilities that, that allow us to even change our mind, mindset to party and inclusion and open up, get ready, this place is going to break out. I can, I can see it. I've, I've been praying. I can see these tiered seating all all the way around the outside of this auditorium I see this place getting filled every service for the glory of God with salvation so this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to do in a few moments we're going to uh, we're going to have a renovate for revival offering so often we used to have launch this time of year and we'd have a miracle offering and I'm going to pray that God will speak to people about what to do in in this. I think we've got a slide about the four things that this is going to go for. There we go. A facilities upgrade. We're investing in a leadership pipeline. We're investing in uh, more signage. And 10% of of what comes in this offering is just going to go into our Melbourne funding for funding what's going to happen in Melbourne later on this year when we send Dan and Ebony and a team down. Renovate for revival. Can we just close our eyes together right now? Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're in this house, that you're moving in hearts, that you're preparing us for a new day as a church, a breakout year, a breakout year as you press the fast forward button for the vision and the expansion of this house. God, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. Across the month of February, starting right now, Uh, We're going to have an opportunity to give into this offering called a Renovate for Revival for those four things. Uh, 
I'm praying even as I've been talking that the Holy Spirit is speaking to people. Uh, when I mentioned this, I mentioned this to some, some uh, kingdom entrepreneurs in our church, people with the gift of giving. Someone texted me straight away and said, oh, I'd like to give $10,000 towards that offering. This, uh, if you've been around a while, you'll realize that this is, well, just, just hold, hold for one moment. Thanks, guys. They're, they're, they're getting celebratory on us. Uh, you'll realize if you've been around for a while, what I'm talking about is hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of project. Uh, so out of this offering and with some of our Vision Builders money, uh, we'll, we'll be doing this together. The board will be overseeing this together. Uh, but I know that this is what happens. When God moves and He speaks, vision comes. Next comes provision. If you're pro the vision, you'll finance the vision. You'll be part of it. I, I, that you might be here today and go, well, I can give $100 in this today. Uh, I can give $1,000. I can give $10,000. I can give $100,000, whatever level you're at. And they have, that's not the four only options, just to be clear. Uh, whatever God speaks to you about, then I want you to um, just be ready to participate and partner with the Get This Party Started offering. Come on. Uh, so I'm going to pray because I just I reckon God's going to speak to people real quick and real easy with a figure. I'm asking your Holy Spirit. This is your idea, Lord. You've promised blank checks of provision for this church. I'm calling them in right now in the name of Jesus, Father. I, I come against fear that would hold people back, and I break it in Jesus' name. I release faith. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I activate those with the gift of giving right now in the Spirit to be released in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you'd speak today. You'd help us to know what to give. Something exciting is about to break out in this place. Some of you, this the breakout for our church is the breakout in your business, and this is your linking your business to, to the house of God moment for you. God's speaking to you about what to give. If you're visiting today, if you're a first-timer uh, or second-timer, uh, there's no obligation at all to be part of this. This is, this is something you're very welcome to, but this is something for our church to do together and to participate in. So Josh, would you come on up here right now? Just, you can open your eyes, talk to your spouse if you need to work out what you're doing.